But yeah, so before recording this episode, we attempted to play the One Piece card game. Connor whooped my ass. Yep, I would say <laughs> it's a pretty enjoyable experience. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, with your host Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. What is up, Matthew? Not too much, my friend. Just another Friday for us. You say another, but we've been recording but, on Wednesdays. Yeah. Well, no. Last Friday, we also recorded no, as well. Well, we recorded in online recording. Yeah, but, but still counts. Consistently been Wednesdays the past exactly. few weeks. Uh, but yeah, how how are you, Connor? How are you doing today? I'm good. I had a very strange dream. <laughs> you want to tell the listeners about it? Oh, I could give the cliff notes of it. Um, so I remembered it and I messaged Matt it pretty much right away. So I didn't, you know, because you forget dreams yeah. very quickly. So I was still in that day state of remembering it. Mm-hmm. But cliff notes are, had a brown bear chilling in my house. It was a good brown bear. Wasn't eating anyone or doing anything bad. That's a good sign. Well behaved. It hung out at a family party. It. I played some Yu-Gi-Oh by picking up cards in the grass. And um, the bear turned into a human and gave money to save some kid with a surgery at a hospital. And he rode a bike. Yes. The bear rode a bike. Transformed to a cat at one point too, no? Yeah. Transformed to a cat. And like when, you know, like, like the, it happens in anime a lot where like the, someone will have like their hood up and the cat like wraps around their neck in the hood. That's yep. what it did. Nice. Nice. <laughs> So basically, yeah, best dream ever. Sounds epic. I honestly don't remember the last time I've had a dream that I can remember. Well, you'll have to try and remember for next time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> definitely that's how <laughs> Just remember works. next Just, time. We, gosh, gosh, man. But um, man, I set out for this episode specifically to discuss certain topics that we knew. Well, we didn't mention yes. it on the podcast, but we kind of discussed it previous day. Yeah. So we went around and we read... Uh, the 17 to 21. Yeah. Well, we went first off, we went to the bookstore twice true. in the last couple of weeks. We, this is, both this of us is have true. picked up various things. Um, last time, I think you picked up the uh, what did you pick up last time? Death Note, the short stories collection. Yeah, just like the one shot, something I've else. Been keeping my eye on it to finish off my one, my Death Note collection. Mm-hmm. Then this time, we th- both picked up uh, picked up the the uh epilogue of promised neverland yep. and then they um and then yeah 17 to 21 and 17 to 21 for the listeners is a collection of manga one shots written by the same person that does chainsaw man um it just got yeah, released what, tatsugi fujimoto yeah who does who who wrote chainsaw is writing is chainsaw writing man. chainsaw man it's also done fire punch so it's a lot of his early works yeah. basically four four of his earlier works put into one volume just so, got released as an actual collection like a few days ago before this episode. Um, be January 17th is when the actual collection came out. Yeah, when the when, print. It, when it came was released. But you could have read all some of these one-shots already, but yeah. they just released it as a collection now. So we were like, okay, we'll read that. And then we Mac picked up another One Piece deck, which we have mentioned the One Piece card game yeah. on the podcast a few times. But yeah. issue being is... They clearly were not expecting the popularity or something because I agree. It yep. is severely underprinted. Yep. 
it's very hard to get even the structure decks. Pretty much nowhere sells single packs. In our and area, there's do, only one store that sells them. And if they do sell single packs, they're like over a dollar per card in the pack, basically. Insane. And to buy like the giant pack of... To buy the box, it's... uh Well, the place we were at was two fifty, which if you play Yu-Gi-Oh! Or, or Pokemon even, like you would say the rough price is like in 150 to 180 yeah. range for like a box. So that's pretty crazy. It's disgusting. And they were saying that like they're even below a lot of the markups from what they've seen. So they didn't get that. Yeah. But it was super hard to pick up even the structure decks. Like I was very surprised they had the one structure deck there that I didn't own yet. Yeah. That's, but I and bought. And meta structure deck based yeah. on what I've seen in terms of the some yeah, research. Exactly. Well, I mean, the first time I went there like a month ago to try and find the decks, I picked up three decks and they were about 25 bucks a piece and then we went back there yesterday and we bought the pack i the, the deck i didn't have and it was it was up to 35 right so but yeah so before recording this episode we attempted to play the one piece card game connor whooped my ass yep i would say <laughs> it's a pretty enjoyable experience the uh it's kind of a mixture of a lot of the popular card games. Yeah, the big three card games. Like, it's a combination of some, not many Yu-Gi-Oh! elements, really, but it's got a good mix of Pokemon, Magic, and I don't know. I thought overall, maybe, obviously, the, since the structure decks aren't, I think they're obviously not exactly designed perfectly, some structure decks are obviously better against others because uh, there were a few times where I would have cards or you would have cards that clearly are meant for a specific archetype or deck type. Yeah, most definitely. But maybe we weren't facing that deck. I think definitely for the starter decks, they're good though. Like for the first like... Better than Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Like you can actually just straight up play. Where Yu-Gi-Oh, like most of the structure decks are awful. If, if you just you sleeved up a structure deck and face someone with another Yu-Gi-Oh structure deck, it's probably going to be pretty bad yeah. for the most part. So On both ends. Yeah, this this one was definitely 100% playable. So I would say that that's definitely in the positive if you want to learn it. And it was easy easy game to learn. Yeah, there's a few like minuscule rules that were kind of confusing. You might have to look up. or Yeah, or but watch, that, that comes with all yeah. like trading card games, right? Watch a game on uh, online first. See. Nice animated video to help you understand the well, game. Well, even like there's already tournaments happening. So Yeah, exactly. Watch um, a better quality tournament gameplay with commentary. I'm sure that'll help you learn and learn how certain effects are supposed to occur and stuff like that. Um, but overall, like it was pretty simple. Um, it really makes you realize because so many um, like Yu-Gi-Oh has attack and defense. Mm -hmm. Pokemon has H the HP and attack. Different attacks do different damage. But just having straight up, this is the value. If equal to or above, you destroy the thing. Yeah, plain and simple. It's very, very simple. Um, has like the resting feature, similar to some of the stuff was also similar to Hearthstone in that sense, like the resting and uh, not being able to attack. I'm pretty sure that's also the same in Magic. Not sure. Not sure about Pokemon. I think if you are capable of getting the energy on, you are able to attack. Just not the first turn, obviously, yeah. which is pretty common with all card games usually. Well, you don't want the person. That has literally done nothing to be able to do. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, intuitive with the way the mana system kind of works, and the and then like for example, the Kaido deck has a interesting like uh, play style where it's like 
there's high cost cards to for your um, mana, but you're able to straight up remove how many you have. These are, they're called dawn cards, the mana, yeah. and you're able to straight up put them back in the dawn deck, even if they're um, resting, rested. So that was pretty cool. Um, Definitely interesting. Broken. I I do enjoy that all four decks have different mechanics though for you to kind of learn. What and you're interesting because they're your. They're, if you like One Piece, obviously you're gonna like the arts are the art style is, is really very well done. Nice. But I would say the kid deck, uh, which is the worst, worst generation, generation, was definitely probably the best. Yep. Followed by the Kaido. It, it definitely Pirates. had the most combos or most like fluid gameplay of like it definitely is very attacking based and aggressive, but it was very intuitive of what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And then I would say, based on the decks we played with, the um, the Luffy deck was probably the worst. But what would you say? No, I would I would agree with that. The kid deck, it'd probably be the kid deck followed by the Kaido Animal Pirates deck, and then the Warlords deck, and then Straw Hat deck. I just didn't find the Straw Hat deck to be. It was a good introductory deck, deck, mm-hmm. but I do think. Uh, it was just weak in comparison to the rest of them. There was not really like any combos I could necessarily create going against the kid deck at that time. But that also depends if you're going against a deck that has a lot of blocker cards, then the straw hat deck could be useful. But it really depends, right? Yeah, I agree. But the Kato deck was the most fun, I think. Yeah. Obviously, it has some pretty crazy cards. Crazy cards I didn't even get to. But just like the being able to use your Dawn cards, even if you've rested like they're you've already technically used them and just putting them back and that's like beneficial beneficial you can abuse it and then it also like has a, a card that helps renew your dawn cards because yep. you can bring one dawn card back and it's just already um in the rested state but it doesn't matter if you have like queen who puts one back in the deck and then you draw two cards which matt continually allowed me to do <laughs> by bouncing it to my hand and then i just kept doing it every turn yeah not proud of it, okay. But yeah, it was very um and like the style of life is Hearthstone based because Hearthstone you can attack as long as there isn't like um can't remember, I haven't played Hearthstone in forever, but as long as there's not a card that baits you, you are able to attack the directly, I'm pretty sure. I believe so, yeah. So it was kinda like similar in that sense. Where as long as you're not being um goaded into attacking a different monster because of their effect then you can attack the leader yeah attack the leader i do also find it's um it kind of reminds me too of like magic and pokemon where whatever color the leader is so say the leader is blue you're only allowed to have blue type cards in your deck but that's not true to pokemon no i'm not saying it's it's similar in the sense that you want to have the same typing basically depends because some decks uh rely on multi color or multi different energies for sure even if they are one type. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely, I'm interested to see how people build decks because that does obviously one, the deck, the deck master, which you have to play within that type. Yeah. So I'm interested to see just how creative people can be with deck building and to see how broken, because someone tells me that we didn't have some of the most broken cards. In no, the definitely decks, not. Which, because I think I remember watching a quick duel and they had a, a Nico Robin who was like, if they attack, you can destroy one of their cards or something. It was like, damn. Something like that. Like yeah. a powerful card. For sure. But yeah, I would say 
it was pretty enjoyable. I'm sure we'll play more. One day when the packs are not ridiculous, Matt and I will do the kind of uh, versus series that we talked about, yep. which was we'll each open a pack and then who has the better crew based on the pack. But as of right now, not happening. Not happening because uh, $250 is a little expensive. Or even 13 for a pack. Even $13 for a pack is insane. How many cards are in a pack? 12. 12. Yeah. So, yeah, over a dollar per, per card. Even with Pokemon cards, like, there's 10 cards to a pack, and the pack high price is $7 for 10 cards. Yeah. Card games. I just, don't know what you Just coffee for us this fine afternoon. Yeah, just a uh, usual Starbucks run. It's earlier in the day, so we're not drinking too early. <laughs> I think uh, as uh, either a couple days ago or of recording, Canada has now recommended that it's <laughs> drinking only twice per week. Yeah, I saw that. Or, yeah, twice yeah, per twice, week. Yeah, twice per week, yeah. And they'll start be putting um, health um, risks on all alcohol, kind of like cigarettes. That's so weird, though. I mean, if it, it technically is a not, alcohol is a toxin. No, so. I do agree. It's not going to stop me from drinking, but. I mean, it doesn't stop people from smoking. Exactly. So, I mean, that's a big deal, I guess, for some people. But other than that, do you want to you have anything else to say about the One Piece card Not game? the One Piece trading card game. We can go back to, we mentioned the fact that we picked up 1721 and that we just didn't elaborate. But well, yeah, yeah. I was just saying we those were the two things we were yeah. going to discuss. You know, the One Piece trading card game, I think if you're a fan of One Piece and you're a fan of trading card games... It and you can get nice. your hands on it. And you can... For a fair price. For a fair price. Uh, $35 is how much I paid for a deck. I don't think I'm going to go over that. Yeah, I want to go over that. Because um, that's even... Uh, that's the price of two Pokemon card decks these days. So, But, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the price will go down. The next deck is said to come out in a couple weeks. Maybe they'll print more. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know what the issue is. If it's just the supply demand, they're trying to create more demand by having such a limited supply, yeah. or if it's straight up they weren't prepared. I don't think they were prepared, but so, I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, hopefully the next set is a lot more reasonable because uh, ain't no reasonable right now. <laughs> it is ain't not. No definitely reasonable. not. And I also still like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, the best. Oh yeah, totally. The you, most you're a big game. fan of those Link monster summoning stuff. Yeah, I mean they're easy to summon. <laughs> it's true. Everything always becomes easier. But yeah, I th- I do think, in my opinion, as a card game to just play every now and then, where you, in terms of like ref- rule refreshers and stuff, I think One Piece and Pokemon are probably like the easiest. Yeah. Now, and One Piece is nice because if you're into it, like we said, like if you're into the series, then it's like even more enjoyable. Hundred percent. I do agree. It's crazy because there is like other bunch of animes have trading card games as well. Like there's a My Hero one, a Shaman King one. There's an Attack on Titan, but those are so like obscure. Like this one was thought out. Yeah, this one was very well thought out in terms of the systems that they were using. Attack the the mana cost, the deck master. It's also exciting too. So if you have like a favorite One Piece character, you have certain favorite ones. Like they aren't just going to be one off. As long as it's like a bigger character, yeah. There, um, there's multiple Zoro cards. There's multiple Luffy cards. Multiple, multiple Jimbei, Trafalgar Law. Like whoever your favorite character is, like even Beepo. Like there's multiple Beepo cards. Yeah, the, the list goes on, right? But we'll it really see. depends. And they'll yeah. only introduce as more. more and more sets come out. There'll be more and more pirate crews, right? Exactly. And they've already hinted at them because a lot of the a lot of the cards have, I guess, archetypes. One Piece is a vast world. Yeah many pirate crews 
and then you can go even deeper, right? Well, you're having a Warlord, navy deck coming out. The warlords, the navy, revolutionary um, army is going to be one. The minx, an animal-based deck with Tony Chopper, and you can have like there's just so Alabasque, many options for like them. There's so many options for them to do a drum island deck. Like it really. That's what I mean. Like yeah. the world is so vast, and they can just make an archetype off of an island. They can make an archetype off of a specific character. Like they, species, they haven't done so yet, so but forth. they could do devil fruits. Yeah. Right, devil fruits. They could do a Bell hockey user, deck, stuff hockey like that. Deck. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sure as more more and more sets come out, the it'll get more and more interesting. What I'm interested in is to see how they adapt for competitive play. What route they go? If they go a ban list like Yu-Gi-Oh, or do they do Magic? And I would imagine they're probably going to go the Magic Pokemon route, which is set based. Okay, it's yep. like whenever there's a new set, you can't use the cards from the previous set. It's now has the, to be that series. Yeah, so that makes sense. That's my prediction that they'll go, but we'll 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 find out when when that happens, and I'm sure we'll we'll discuss it on the podcast. For sure, for sure. Moving forward, we'll talk about seventeen twenty one. Or seventeen two twenty one. I don't really know how to say. Yeah, seventeen dash twenty one. I don't know. But this had four short stories inside of it. They were all what, maybe sixteen pages, somewhere in that sixteen to thirty one pages. Yeah, some of them were a lot longer. Some than of them others, were thirty one, and then I think one I think two were thirty one and two were sixteen. Yeah, something like around that. there. Yeah, and it we like we said before that these stories are by. Uh, uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto, who is the writer of Chainsaw Man, and these are like early, early works. I think, literally, the first one of this volume was his first his one. First. I believe. I think yeah. there's a little author note saying that he wrote this while just before college, or he was going to college and he wrote it, something like that. Yeah, I d- what I enjoy too about getting like these one shots, not one shots, but like the collection of them, is the fact that there's always an author's note. That tells you like when they wrote it and like the reasoning behind it. Well, I mean, there's a there's an author note in every volume of every for every volume period of every Fair. manga. <laughs> well, I don't. Never mind. Yeah, because like I've gone back and read like all the Promised Neverland notes. I've read the uh, Demon Slayer, etc. Sometimes they're not great. Like it's literally just a, bl- a quick sentence. Sometimes they're more heartfelt, but. Yeah, the notes are nice, especially for this one. He gives us one per per one shot. Yeah. And where he was, what he was doing, and why he did it. I like the one where he was um, ill. He's like, I had a fever, so I thought I would try and draw a manga and see what I could come up with in my fever yeah, state. That was a weird one. And you're just like, okay, then. <laughs> and I will come out and say, if you've read Chainsaw Man or watched it, you know that it's a unique series. Yep. And I will say that... These are unique. You can tell that they are, in fact, his works. I wouldn't say like you would jump straight to it, but if you read them and you're like, oh, yeah, it's the Chainsaw Man writer, you'd be like, I can see why. I can see it. You mean you weren't excited to read uh, There Were Two Chickens in the Garden? There's like a couple different. Uh, wait, well, I think, the name? yeah, the, the, I think the title names in English on the volume are A Couple of Clucking Chickens Were Still Kicking in the Schoolyard. Sounds like a light novel title. <laughs> Uh, then we had Suzuki stopped a bullet. Yep. Love is blind. Yep. And then and Shikaku. Then Shikaku. Those were the four short stories or four short uh, one shot in, uh, of course, manga format art and everything. But did you have a favorite? 
Uh, I don't know. Like they're all unique, so I guess it would be hard because they're kind of they're very similar genres but different genres. I mean, the chicken one I kind of enjoyed a lot. Yeah, the chicken one was weird. Unexpected. Plot twisty. <laughs> I'll say that uh, the Shikaku. Sh- no, Shikaku was. I, uh, my note here is what a strange guy. <laughs> and then for Love Is Blind, my note is what exclamation mark. Beautiful note taking. And then for uh, Sasuke stopped a bullet. I put predictable. Yes, hundred percent. It was predictable. Like you, once the teacher had the conversation with the kid, and the there was the foreshadowing right there, and you're like, okay, well, okay, now we. Know. And then when it yeah. happened, you're like, okay, yeah, well, I knew that was coming. But cute, yeah. nonetheless, like motivational. Mm-hmm. Love is blind is comedic. I guess because he's trying to confess his love to the girl and just people keep interrupting him. Yeah, the most ridiculous things. Yeah. Like, like literally an alien invasion. He's like, I don't have time for this right yeah, now. I'm trying to like confess. This is not the most important thing right now. I'm trying to confess. This is what I'm doing. And then the alien's like, oh, I had to stop because he confessed. He's it's not a good time. Love. It wasn't a good time. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> that one was pretty funny though. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like they're very different genres. Like. The first story going based off the fact that aliens have taken over the world and humans are just few food, and then you have one. No, humans are extinct because they. Well, were yeah, food. they're extinct because they, they were food. And then chi- humans for- ate all the chickens. Yes. And so chickens are rare, and the aliens couldn't tell that by human two humans putting on chicken mascot heads. Yeah. So that one was a good starter for really yeah. opening you up to. The yeah, rest. exactly. And obviously, like he said, it was his first. Mm-hmm first crack at it and it was the art was decent yeah the art yeah none of the artwork was bad um i think love is blind is probably my favorite now that i'm like thinking about it more yeah i think i think love is blind is probably my favorite because it's literally made me laugh where i was like just laughing out of pure like what has happened yeah you knew it was just gonna keep getting more and more exaggerating too because the first one i think is just another person stops him he's like oh you need to come back to the school like class president la da 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 yeah, he's it's like, like a teacher. He's like, oh, you yeah. can't leave. And he's like, and then he's like, he draws the eyes with the most intense look. And he's like, oh, there's no stopping him right now. And then he goes on. Then they're like getting mugged. Yep. And he's like, takes off his clothes. And he's like, here, take these. Take and my sell school these. uniform. I don't like, have a wallet on yeah, me. He's like, sell these. He's like, I don't have time for this right now. And then the alien invader. What a time. And then he does. And they go out. They, exactly. She said, yes. Yeah, so it was worth it. Exactly. The whole journey was worth it. What did you think of the uh, Shikaku? Shikaku. I don't know. It was... I don't know. I'm trying to think which... It's the final story. It was longer. Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember it right now. I have the other three like clear as day in my head. So it wasn't memorable is what you No, it wasn't memorable. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the Sasuke stopped a bullet was... Although predictable was fun it was a fun read mm-hmm. um they're all kind of comedic though i would say like that's kind of like one thing that's kind of carried amongst them is their comedic the chicago's like the vampire one right oh yeah the vampire where there's one. like a kind of like a psychopath or sociopath girl yeah who then ends up becoming an assassin and then a vampire comes up to her to want to be killed and then she can't kill him because he's a vampire and she falls in love with him and yeah. Look, he falls in love with her realistically or they both fall in love with they him both fall in love no, yeah you're right she she has the chest issues yeah 
that she fell in love with him and then he turns her into a vampire and yeah. she keeps him from being bored so he doesn't want to die anymore yeah. worst one of the book i think wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> like finally really. though some violence though like that you're accustomed to from like chainsaw yeah i can definitely see the partial inspiration from it for sure going into the more there's a lot more violence. gore and violent yeah. in violence in there for sure but yeah i don't know not matter not super memorable but they were all like comedic but, that was kind of like their yeah but the, chainsaw man is comedic is it i found it to be kind of comedic. i guess like it's dark humor yeah it is dark humor but like for me like the, a lot of the comedic parts are just like this world where all this crazy crap is happening and horrible things and devils and whatnot and then it's like denji's like i want to touch boobs yep that that's is. that's like it's more it's not so much that it's a comedic series is that's just the like you know the light at the end of the tunnel the mm -hmm. like the bringing it up from the darkness a bit to be like oh it's a little lighter yeah that's fair because <laughs> it's like all of this heavy heavy like for the most part a lot of death a lot of gore yeah and then it's like oh yeah this guy's willing to do this all risk his life so he could touch some boobs. man's got to do what a man's he's got his do, priorities right? he's okay? got his priorities straight okay but yeah, I don't. He definitely has a different comedic taste. Yeah, for sure. Have you read his other one shots at all? Yes, I've read um, a few of them. Goodbye, Eerie. Look back. Look back. I've read. He's definitely popping off right now. I've read a few chapters of uh, Fire Punch as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's definitely um, picking up steam. I would say at this point where. You look at some of his works and you look at how popular Chainsaw Man is. I'm expecting I'm expecting some more stories after Chainsaw Man's done. Like yeah. it would not surprise me if he has another best selling manga. I could definitely see that as well. Even if he takes breaks and just writes more one shots, I think his name is well known enough now that Yeah, he's blown up and his yeah. style is so him. Like it's very unique to him, I would say. No, hundred percent I do agree. Well, you know, I do think that some of it's a little bit more polarizing in terms of characters' decisions, and mm -hmm. but I think that's what kind of makes, especially since Chainsaw Man started in Jump, like Shonen, right? Like it was so different, like almost to the point where you're like, I can't believe this is a Shonen Jump because of the violence. But the kind of what makes it more interesting, like you're, it's not just your stereotypical Shonen, yeah. So I hope he does end up writing more stories. Maybe we'll get a writer that, unlike, I'm not saying Oda's bad in any way, but, you know, Oda has written One Piece. Yeah. Maybe we'll get an author that writes three to four great series, and he becomes his own. Yeah, because there's not too many manga mangaka that um, have, like, multiple successful stories overall. There is. Like, there's a couple, but not to the, like, crazy amount. Well, there's definitely some people who write much shorter stories and write mm -hmm. many of them. But I mean, in terms of shonen, not as much. No, because what? There's the person that did Soul Eater also did Fire Force. Yeah, but I don't Those wouldn't. are decently big, not insanely big. Um, and then Hunter Hunter. Yeah, he did Yu Yu Hakusho. Yep. And then we have um, Slam Dunk is written, who's the same writer as uh, Vagabond and mm -hmm. Real, which are all three great series who did um this isn't like an overly big one but uh the one about the two people that write manga oh the death called? note duo the death note duo yeah can't remember their the author names 
but they're a duo. They've written three. Two what's big the, ones. What's one. the third one? Uh, Death Note. Uh, Bakumon? Bakumon's the, is the other one. That's the, the one about the manga. Yep. And then um, the other one just recently got a... Uh, well, last year, I think. It is got it the Platinum End one? Platinum End, that's it, yeah. So that one was not as nearly as big as the other two, but the other two are both definitely good. But I mean more in terms of like, there's some mangaka who literally only do 10, 15 chapter kind of stories, and mm-hmm. they've done many of them. But at least in Shonen, under the Shonen Jump, under Jump, there hasn't been as many people that have been had best-selling. So that I'm very sense. curious to see if like he'll do Chainsaw Man, then he comes up with something else with Jump. Or anyone else, we'll see. But I definitely think he has the chops. And the way his writing style works is he kind of has a beginning and end in mind. Mm-hmm. And he gets there and he's like, okay. And then I think he'll be able to pull that off with other stories. Just based on like some of the early reading. You know, we already have Fire Punch. We have Chainsaw Man now. Yeah. Chainsaw Man's still going on. But at first it was part one ended and we were like, oh, it's done. Then all of a sudden there was more. Yeah, then there was the part two that began. But... I hope he ends Chainsaw Man the way he wants to, and then we'll Moves see what on. he has up next. Yeah. Excited. I'm excited. I'm excited as well, to be honest. And uh, he has another one coming out with like his early works too, right? There's one after this. Yeah, so we just read 17 to 21. A separate one called 22 to 26 is coming out in uh, April, mid-April. Um, but the, these are the only two collections he has, because I think Look Back has its own collection and you can buy other single volumes of his collections, but these two are the newest ones that are coming out, it looks like. Yeah, so that will be another one of, like, I'm sure a lot shorter stories as mm-hmm. well. But we'll read that and give our take on it. But overall, I would recommend it if you're a fan of his work and you want to kind of see where he started and how he kind of molded him mm-hmm. to where he is. Too. Obviously, you should also check out Fire Punch, which is an actual full-out series he wrote before Chainsaw Man. I do enjoy the one shots for that. There's uh, another one shot not written by the other Chainsaw Man. It's the creator of Blue Exorcist. I think there's a collection called Time Killers, I believe it's called. It's got, I think, seven or eight short uh, one shots in it, but including like the one that they wrote for the inspiration of Blue Exorcist. Like I said, it's just neat to see where the mankas have started out. You know what I mean? Like if there was like a collection of like Oda's work before One Piece. It'd be insane to see. Like, well, there's Romance Dawn, which you can read, which yeah. is like the like uh, I forget what it's called. I think he put it into a jump contest, mm-hmm. and it was just a one shot, very similar to the first chapter. Obviously, that's where, or very similar, just kind of you know, One Piece before One Piece. Yeah, the inspiration. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure there are some of those works that you can if you keep your eye out for earlier works i know i forget which one but oda was an assistant on a with pretty big manga that's the other thing a lot of mangaka have been assistants for other potentially big mangaka so yeah. it's always cool to see who's worked with who as well and you'd be like wow i really like that story and then you look and you're like oh my gosh he well, worked the, on uh, the website that you use not my anime list the other one what's yeah. that one called that one's uh i think that's annie list or the one that breaks it down more and you can see the assistants yeah, but you can always look it up yourself as mm-hmm. well. But that's what I mean. I mean, you look at certain artists and they've worked with other big artists that have written big stories. And you're like, oh, maybe that helped, you know, his career a lot by working with and being mentored by X, X person, X person, so on and so forth. Yeah. 
Another big thing is, too, is when we went to chapters, I picked up the first two volumes of Tokyo Revengers. Well, technically the first four because they're two-in-ones. Um, but that would be big for me because that would be my first ongoing collecting of manga. Because Tokyo Revengers, the manga is done, correct? Yes. Yeah. In, yeah, in Japan, it's wrapped up yeah. technically for English. We haven't. Fair. Because we're only on the third collection. volume for us, yeah. which is. Volume six. Yeah. Because they are all two two in ones, all yeah. of them. So that would be my first ongoing collecting manga for my collection. Congratulations. Thanks. I grow up so fast. So, yeah, you'll uh, give that a read, I'm sure. And I mean, I'm going to try and space it out, I think. You're not going to race through it? No, because then I'm just going to have to wait like five, six months and I might have the... Like a normie. The pressure, the pressure to be like, all right, I just need to know and then I'll just go find somewhere else to read it. That's fair. Yeah, I'm doing that with uh, My Dress Up Darling right now. Mm-hmm. Only reading it as it comes out. It's super difficult not to jump ahead. That is true. But basically, it's like I read whatever's in Jump, the weekly stuff, and then mm-hmm. I'll uh, wait for... There's a few that I'm reading that aren't... that I don't wait for. Fair. Berserk. Um, What are some of the other ones? I'm not caught up in Kingdom, but Kingdom. There's a good few stories that I have, you know, on the back burner when I will just go to and read them. Yeah. But Dress Up Darling is one of those ones where I'm not reading until the new volume comes out. Just to, one, to make sure I keep up with all the other stuff. Yeah. I think that's a big deal when you start reading too many weeklies. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'm at like seven or eight weeklies right now that I'm reading. Yeah, I feel you there. Is it? Well, I mean, it's no different than like a comic book. Pull, yeah, exactly. Right? Like comic book pulls back when you would have it, it would be like you'd pick up what? Seven or eight. Seven, eight, bi-weekly. nine. Yeah. So if it, there's a monthly that comes yeah. out, then all of a sudden you're jumping up to maybe 10, well, 13. Yeah. We did used to collect a, an insane amount. So. Well, and if there's big stories going on, you're collecting that story yep. at the time for, you know, like uh, like Original Sin or Civil Original War. Sin, all the tie-ins, Secret Wars, you want all the Battle World Not tie-in. all the tie-ins. If you're mad, maybe, but... But if but if Spider Man has his own tie, Spider-verse. you're probably gonna pick that up. Right? Spider Verse, yeah. Spider Verse, like, yeah. And Spider Verse is going on. You grabbed, I grabbed all the edge of the Spider Verse. Yeah, the intros and. I say that as Spider Verse was going on just recently. Yeah, or still is going it's on. Still in, yeah. The end of Spider Verse is wrapping up soon, I believe. So, but it's no different than pull realistically. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I have all of these weekly it's ones. Just a lot cheaper. It's true. That is definitely For very very three ninety nine a month instead of three ninety nine an issue. Yeah, you can just. Read as much jump as you want. Read, exactly. You can read as much jump. You don't even have to read one of the. Yeah, weeklies. exactly. You can just be like, oh, I feel like yeah. reading this. Insert jump story. But here. To be fair, I have the same thing for Marvel. It's just a little bit more expensive. Yeah, which th- that covers all new. Uh, it is two months behind. Reasonable though. Yeah, but it has. It still has. I think it's over twenty nine thousand issues on it. So if I really wanted to, I could read the entire Spider Man run. From first appearance Spider-Man all the way till now, I'm not going to because that's a that's lot of crazy. content. But it's still it's the opportunity. So if I want to read an older storyline that I haven't read before, like yeah, you don't have to find the death of the Stacys or yeah, you don't have to find the volume or find ancient comics. Exactly. So I have the opportunity to read those. There is certain Marvel storylines that I'm not going to read on the app, and I'd rather just read them in physical volume. And that being because similar to some of those tie-ins, right? 
I don't want to keep jumping between individual electronic comics. I'd rather just have a physical collection in my head. Not in my head, sorry, in my hand. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm waiting to pick up. There's three symbiote storylines that have came out. Yep. Uh, Extreme Carnage, Absolute Carnage, and King in, King in Black. But there's a lot of, like, tie-in issues, and you're able to just pick up a collection that has most of the tie-in issues plus the main story in it. So I'd rather just pick up that instead of jumping between everything. No, I understand that. But super excited once I finally get my hands on those, because then I can understand who the frickin' Null is, who is, like, the creator of the symbiote. Allowing you to catch up. Yeah, pretty much. Get back in the know, as it were. Yes, it's hard sometimes not to be in the know. I feel that. I feel that. But... Well, uh, we won't jump into a random other topic. We'll do a... Well, this is going to be a random other topic, actually, but it's a fan question. Exactly. So we've covered two topics. Let us know if you've read 1721, what your favorite favorite uh, one-shot was from the series, or let us know if your favorite Fujimoto work, if there's a yep. specific one that you... I, mean, I assume Chainsaw Man, if you're a fan, but... And uh, if you get the chance, let us know about the One Piece TCG, if you like it, or... You know, reach out if you want to discuss it. Reach us. Hoping that there'll be an online one eventually. That'll be right. hype. Being Especially when you think of how hard the physical cards are. Yeah, exactly. Get, so. But you can, uh, you know, message us on Instagram or shout out to us on Twitter. If you're on our Discord, you can ask us there. So yep. on and so forth. But yeah. Plug the Discord. Definitely join the Discord if you have any questions. We're your, try our best to answer all the questions I get asked. So definitely ask. Yeah. Join away and ask. Heck yeah. But on to the fan question. question. Okay, so this fan cut question comes from Eddie Ebats, who we have had the pleasure of having on the podcast yes he has been on the podcast officially. and i cannot remember if we discussed it on the podcast with him but we definitely discussed it at some point when he was with us and that is something to do with pokemon now i haven't gone out of my way to research this because maybe there is some answers in terms of lore but i just haven't bothered to i've you know i haven't bothered to do it pokemon lore doesn't add up sometimes to be fair. but his question is because we, we, we had a discussion about ghost Pokemon. Is Gengar just a dead Clefairy? And my answer to this question, Eddie, is I guess no. Because then what the heck is Ghastly? That's my... Uh, well, do they look alike? Absolutely. They definitely look a lot similar. Then I see where you're getting this. Relation. See, I can under like if you look at look at them like side to side, you can definitely they have very similar physique. Yeah, Gengar has a smaller tail, obviously, you know, but they have very similar hands. They both got horn esque ears. Ears. They're also just blobs. They are very blobs. But yeah, that's my answer is no because what is Ghastly? If Gengar was his standalone ghost Pokemon. There's a theory about Ghastly. What's the theory? That Ghastly is a dead cloister without its shell. Not that that helps the situation, but... That doesn't answer anything. 
Anyways, if Gengar was his own ghost Pokemon without any pre like pre-evolutions, then I would say I believe it. 100% I'd believe it. But the problem is he has Ghastly. So what? what where does Ghastly come from? Does Clefable die and then becomes a Ghastly and then right. Ghastly evolves into Gengar? Maybe it's and the reason, is, the reason this gets brought up is because some Pokedex entries, we, we were having fun reading some of them because some of them are so ridiculous. Yep. Some of them ghost ones are a ghost takes over X thing. Yeah, an inanimate But object. it doesn't say what ghost. Exactly. Is the ghost already a Pokemon? Does Is it just another is it not? Does like, it not become a Pokemon mm -hmm. until that ghost or spirit becomes Attaches one with X thing? There's like theories that like... A, so is it a, there could be canon explaining this. Could I, be. We Probably not. We but. haven't looked it up, but that's kind of where it is. That's the question. Like ghost... An amateur object. One, how are there so many of these objects? I think we were discussing uh, Mimikyu, where yeah. Mimikyu is a ghost. It's a ghost, but it's always like covering itself with a Pikachu, like a plush or a something. Pikachu plush that basically. That, but how many of these plushes were there? Yeah. Did do it, they run out? Did like an army of ghosts just take over a Pikachu Can, factory? It's, it's a ghost. Can it die? Do new ghosts take over the plush if it dies? Are ghost Pokemon technically immortal and they just pass out? So many questions that were so... Here, I'll watch the Pokemon we're just anime not from start to finish enough. and I will let you know. We are not Pokemon lore gods. We are not knowledgeable enough to know the answers to the great mystery God that is it. ghost Pokemon. But, but be. that's kind of where I am. Is Why are we not the Dave Filoni of Pokemon lore? <laughs> the question that needs to be answered is... Is a ghost not a Pokemon? It's only a Pokemon after certain things or just certain Pokemon happen to be ghosts. Can there still be just regular ghosts? Well, that's the thing. It's like if certain Pokemon die, do they then become ghosts? And like, is there like a default ghost Pokemon yeah, that anything like, becomes and that like... spirit? Is there an almighty baby ghost Pokemon that can become any other of the variety of ghost That's Pokemon? That's what they should have explored in the Scarlet and Violet. An ancient ghost Pokemon that, that has is become like anything. the god. Like, like, no, not even god. Just like the ultimate baby. Like Think of Eeveelution, but the ultimate ghost Pokemon. Ghost Illusion? That it, tr its tree branches off into every single ghost. Stage one ghost Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And that, they should just call it Honestly, they, should go, they already have it. There's a spirit tomb, but it should just be called something like that, where anyone who dies becomes this ghostly spirit, and this ghostly spirit, depending on maybe how the Pokemon's lives live, or XXX, yeah. where it died, whatever, becomes from this, goes, evolves, or becomes... Exactly. If a Pokemon. shelter can bite a slope and become a new Pokemon, then we should be able to have this. Thanks for the question, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. I don't know if we answered any. Probably didn't, but it's okay. And people who never thought of this, they're probably just, they don't even know. They're like, anymore. what the hell are we listening to right now? But maybe one day we'll look into ghost lore. Maybe. Ghost Pokemon lore. I'm sure there probably is, or there at least is fan written. Yeah. We can, have, we can probably have a whole episode about ghost Pokemon. Easy peasy. Maybe we bring Dan Dodge Han on for it. Bring Dan Dodge Han. We'll bring e ask him back. The, <laughs> ask him the hard hitting questions about exactly. ghost Pokemon and see if he can answer them. Maybe we'll get him to bring it up in his chat before he comes on. See if they got anything to say. And we'll see. But we'll see. Other than that, this has been the episode, guys. A little bit of a shorter one. That's okay. But we hope you guys enjoyed. Once again, check out our Discord. We're always welcome to have people on the island. Ask us some questions. Join the chats that you're interested in. 
And other than that, check out all, all other socials yeah, on well, the link tree. YouTube, the TikTok, we're on everything, basically. And until next week, we'll see you later. See ya. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week. 